Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. It is episode 142. I don't know if that number is significant at all. It feels like it is. I can't work out what it might be. Maybe 42 because of the meaning of life for anybody who's read Douglas Adams and 100 because... I don't know, I'm making we're this old. shit up. We're old, yeah, we're old. But if you add up all of our ages, it's probably close, if not over. How about that? We we, we probably don't want to do that. It makes me feel even older. There we go. Anyway, welcome everybody to the Empty Spiral Podcast. We are here to talk about everything that can coil. Uh, today we'll be having a little bit of a discussion about various topics, but most notably about costumes and makeup and stage presence and stuff and following it up with a review of now or never the song that's of course on lacuna core's latest album black anima but before we do that how's everybody this week uh russ how are you sir yeah i'm not too bad i'm not too bad still living the dream as it were in the south so uh, no flooding here at the moment so just waiting for the barriers to be removed is uh Brexit impending doom strikes and um, no, the only thing on my radar at the moment is going to see Lindemann this upcoming weekend um, ah. so I've that just spinning some some vinyl and listening to Lacuna Coil really nice okay good stuff good stuff and how about you Mike how are you um, good thank you um, work as always and that's kept me busy and I went to Milan a couple of weeks ago um, between recording the last episode and this awesome. so that was yeah. good how was it what did you get up to it's well usual, just hung around a bit at the Duomo. I saw my friends play a gig on the Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday was a bit of a chill out day. Sunday, I caught up with uh, Mackie and Andrea and Paula and Fabio. So good to see them briefly. That feels like a porco. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah, I think I might have seen pictures of that. Good man. He's just sort of give up the good old English spirit out, just outside Milan. That's what we like to see. Exactly, exactly. Did you enjoy the? excellent meat-based cuisine in the porco uh, and, and um yes that's that's after somebody's uh i went to uh for dinner somewhere else first so i had like a four-hour meal beforehand and then oh over to porco and more drinks and more food so i mean to be fair mate we, we probably if we're not already we should be calling you two dinners mike yeah well uh, yes, you, yes. Always, you always find a way of squeezing in a couple of Main meals are done. Calories, yes. <laughs> well, you have to live up to the Italian dream, don't you, when you're over there? And Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I need to get over there at some stage in the near future. Uh, there we go. Probably the big news this week is the fact that, uh, as a consequence of apparently the 20th of March this year being exactly 20 years since the band released their uh, EP Half-Life and 22 years since the release of the original Lacuna Coil EP, um, Lacuna Coil are printing vinyls of both the original ep and half-life i think this is the first time we've seen vinyls but i'm not the expert so i'm going to turn to you russ have we seen vinyls for either of these two releases i have not no um and i am led to believe again history may default this but this is the first ever pressing of both the first ep and half-life the first vinyl that i'm aware 
that Lacuna put out was the Unleashed Memories picture disc back in 2001. Yeah, we, I'll, I'll get on my high horse in a minute and start bemoaning the fact that they've now released, or about to release everything but a regular vinyl edition of Unleashed Memories. It must be coming up. Anyway, that aside, what we have in this release... And you, so you knew you couldn't stop me as soon as we talk about vinyls. I'm like, where the hell is my Unleashed Memories? Um, but as soon as... Oh, what was I going to say? Uh... Yeah, so the announcement which came out on Valentine's Day uh, talks of essentially two different versions of each of the EPs. So they've not quite gone to to town that we've seen on, say, Black Anima, but we've got the regular Black Edition, as it were, your, your sort of standard vinyl. And then we've got a kind of, a, I best describe it as a splatter edition, really. It's not one colour. It's the, the EP's kind of translucent, white, kind of frosty white, uh, with blue splatters out from the centre. And the Half-Life EP is similar kind of theme, but with kind of a red splatter coming out from the from the centre. Or just red sauce. Yeah, it's a splatter, I guess. Uh, and, of course, the, 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 the black version. Um, I'm quite excited, actually. It's only really recently, as I think I've mentioned in previous podcasts, that I started to get back into finals, and uh, I didn't really go out of my way to collect the Lacuna Core vinyls as they came out. Certainly it was a long time before I got comalized, but I seriously want these. How about you guys? I mean, I'm expecting you to have already ordered it, Russ, if you haven't done so already. I have, I have, because there's a deluxe exclusive from our German friends at EMP with a purple and a white edition. So, oh, see, I was, oh, there's me thinking that that was the only one available, <laughs> and then you come along and tell me there's another version. I did not know that actually. That's a, that's an exclusive, or at least an exclusive yeah. to Matt because I had no idea. It's really. it's an exclusive. There's there's three versions of each. So Half Life is the black, the splatter, and the white, and the original EP is the splatter, the black, and purple. I'm just looking now on so, EP. I might yeah. need to, uh, might need to buy into that. Excellent stuff. Although they don't have the splatters <laughs> on EMP, do they? They don't. No. The only thing that hasn't been announced is the pressing quantity. I'm led to believe the white and purple are limited to a hundred, but again, that's not been confirmed yet. Oh man, sinking more money onto <laughs> vinyl. Outrageous. Ching. The thing is, I actually, I, I ordered. Uh, from the Merchland shop, so that's the European site, midweek, uh, midweek, uh, the, sorry, not midweek, um, late last week, just as it got announced. And by then, the splatters were all out. So mm-hmm. I um, I only ordered the, the regular vinyls, thinking, well, you know, th- the reality is I'm not going to miss it that bad. I'm not a collector of vinyl, per se. Uh, I would like to own them, so I guess I, guess I am a collector of vinyl. But, <laughs> God, the hypocrisy. Um but uh, I, I just wanted to make sure I owned a copy of the vinyl, uh, so I ordered those. And now when I'm looking on the Merchland, you could, they're now back in stock, although I'm yeah. guessing they just Ooh. means that they're available to be ordered again, which is kind of annoying because I don't think I can amend my existing order, which means I'm going to have to pay for shipping all over again. And now, Mr. Taylor, you've told me about the two versions that are on EMP, which is another £44 I'll be spending on round plastic discs that I don't actually Plus tax. Plus if tax. it lessens the blow, they do all ship from Germany. Yay! I don't know if it, well, it's better than shipping from America where I have to pay, obviously, <clears throat> import duty and everything. So. Yeah, taxes. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I tell you what, that 
I actually like the colour of the EP one. It's not quite purple. It's like a wine colour, isn't it? Grape, mm. grape, grape, grape. That's the. <laughs> We're gonna go with grape. It's not black grape. It's not black grape. Could be done. And the uh, and the Half Life one's white, which is nice as well. Oh, this is doing my nutting. <laughs> Mike, are you going to buy any of these, or are you just refusing to slam down some more money on music? Uh, I I might um, actually buy the the. Dams and coloured one, and the, the white one. That's what we've established. It's dams and jam coloured. Right? Yes. Okay, yeah. How very English of me, yes. <laughs> if, if, if I get a chance to, I think. The, the problem with me at the moment is that I'm starting to collect lots of vinyl at the moment, but nothing to play it on. So I need to invest in that and then enjoy all these multiple things from everywhere <laughs> of different artists. That's just making me laugh. Yeah. Your commitment. So, is it just Lacuna Core that are vinyls you're buying, or are there other favourite bands that you're buying? Vinyl? No, there there are other other bands like um, first, first CDs of uh, sorry, first vinyl pressings of other people have been buying and Amazing. pre-ordering and all sorts. So Amazing. I need to. I mean, do you have anywhere playing music at home, like speakers and stuff, or would you have to? Buy yeah, them yeah, yeah. I do in the lounge. Yeah, yeah. So I need to. Invest in something else. I mean, you, it all up. you know that you could probably get a, just a, a standard record player for the cost of a couple of these vinyls, right? They're, they're not yeah, expensive. yeah, yeah. I should go and invest in that somewhere. It's amazing the fact that you've got. <laughs> I now imagine your house with this growing stack of vinyls, and you kind of go, mm, "It is nice, yeah." yeah. They all look so colourful. <laughs> That's brilliant. I suppose it's not that dissimilar to having the cassette tape. Do you remember that? Yeah, exactly. Ago? Multiple copies of cassettes that are still sealed so that you yeah. never open or do anything with. Yeah. Got those two sitting there yeah. wondering what they're... When was the last time I actually had a cassette player? Yeah. It's just crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I know you've probably got a pretty good uh, uh, vinyl setup, Russ, because, of course, you're a bit of a vinyl fan. So Yeah, it's my most go-to now, unless it's something that I need to just for convenience throw through the, sort of the Amazon Alexa. Most of the time it will be, be vinyl, to be honest, or MP3 in the car. Fair enough, fair enough. So, uh, well, I mean, I'm kind of wondering if we're going to see any more versions of this now. I think we will. Mm. I, I need to limit myself. I did. Well, I can't remember if I was talking to whether it was yourselves or Dave when I did the interview a couple of weeks ago, where I was where I was going through my uh, my vinyl collection, and I, uh, I thought, why have I got so many bloody versions of Broken Clown and Crown Halo? <laughs> and then I realised, you know, when I opened up and looked at them, they had like lots of different colours. It's like, oh, that'd be it. Then I completely forgotten that they released so many versions. Mm. But thank you, Russ, for making my day even more expensive as I now look at these EPs on the EMP. They're on the Co UK site, so I'm guessing, I don't know, I got redirected, so you can get them from emp.co.uk. You can, they come in from Germany, but they yeah, do go yeah. to, yeah, so you don't have to pay any import or any tax or any hoopla. Yeah, I have this <coughs> feeling that I'm going to be buying even more bloody vinyls. There we go. <laughs> anyway, yes, yeah, so there's the news and our opinion that um, Lacuna Coil EP and Half-Life EP are available on vinyl. I guess, what, they're going to have like two C- two songs a side or something? <laughs> <laughs> Hardly long play, are they? Let's be fair here. Uh, an EP on a full-size vinyl. It's gonna be a... I, I think the worst one I've seen is Slayer. I think when they put out the last album, Repentless, they released it on 6.66 discs of vinyl. 
So it's literally a song aside. You just spend your entire time turning records over. <laughs> discs. Wow. Make you feel like a DJ. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I guess it's going to be three aside, isn't it? Because what, they're on the main EP, six songs, I'm thinking, including A Ghost Between Us, the obviously acoustic, well, acoustically instrumental, you've got No Need to Explain, Secret, This Is My Dream, of course, Sold Into Hades and Falling, and um, A Ghost Between Us All, and Phantasma Tranoia, or whatever it is. So that's that one uh, I think it's less on the half, Half-Life one isn't it it's like four songs is it five songs mm. you've got Half-Life uh, you've got Trance Awake which is really just a lead into Sense of Fino it would be funny if they split that over that'd be brilliant <laughs> <laughs> Trance Awake on side one you have to flip it over for the, effectively the sound of the second half of the song in my opinion anyway yeah so you've got um, Trance Awake you've got Sense of Fino you've got Hyperfast and you've got the dubstar cover stars, haven't you? So five on Half Life. Yeah. What if they should just release it as one bid? No, whatever. Anyway, I think we've uh, done this, done this discussion to death. So there you go. Twentieth uh, of March is when they're out, um, and you can get them from JSR Direct, the Merchland Shop in the in Europe, and EMP have got some exclusive colours. If you've got loads of money and you want to cover your walls in album covers. Right, our discussion this week is something a little bit different. We have touched on this a couple of times in the past. Uh, but I, I saw a video recently on YouTube which sort of showed different live shows of Lacuna Coil over the years. Uh, and I was... I kind of reflected on the way that their musical, well, not that just their musical style has changed, but how they look on stage. And looking back at it now, I think it's fair to say that it would have been around sort of 2016 kind of time when when um, Delirium came out that we saw quite a difference, I think, in the way that they were presenting themselves on stage. I mean, the Kunikul have always, I think, taken their stage presence quite seriously. Um, all the way back, I mean, yeah, okay, we go back to sort of 1998, 2000, that there was, um, there was some kind of costume in there. And, uh, you know, in the early 2000s, we were around the Comalies era, we started to see the, 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 the kind of the monk, the black monk's habits, and, uh, and Christina took to more in wearing dresses and so forth. And then when we got to, um, Karma Code, we started to see it almost a. I want to say it was office wear. I'll never forget when Christina came on wearing the white shirt, and you're thinking, okay, she's dressed for the office. Um, and you had Andrea again, he would, he would start to wear more, there'd be a prominent push towards black, and, and, and then we sort of go through the uh, Shallow Life era, which was a similar kind of style, just evolving that. And then it kind of got to, as I say, um, delirium and and suddenly we saw face paint a lot of it and and it's it's evolved quite a lot but it still is now forms quite a core part of their visual imagery to the point that um on the latest album black anima of course they're all made up in in the the artwork for you know especially marco he's he's decked out like he's kind of scary ass clown slash skull face and the same for diego 
uh, and Christina's got the kind of the I always call them the Wolverine scar, the Wolverine marks. Is it over her eye? Like she's been slashed by Logan because she's got the sort of three lines down her down her right eye. And then you've got Andrea, who's um, he tends to sort of wear the eye makeup and then blacks out the area underneath his chin to kind of make his head look like he's floating <laughs> in space, which I was quite. It looks cool actually, uh, but when you see it afterwards, it's like it's just sort of blacked out. I, I just wanted to sort of take a take an idea of what you guys think of it Mike what's, what's your thoughts on the kind of the the style and, and how Lacuna Coil have evolved over the years in terms of what they're wearing on stage and specifically what they're doing with regards to makeup I think it works very well if you if you've touched on it throughout the years with the office wear of 2006 <laughs> Karma Code tour yeah where it was almost linked in with the theme of the album I would think but that's more heavily evolved into starting with delirium. That's where it's full, full blown. Everything I would think that the stage outfits are linked to the theme of the album, and it's been the same afterwards. I personally think it works for each theme going forwards. But I don't know whether it would be nice to mix it up for the album after this. Whether they go back script, wear no makeup at all, and see what difference it would make uh, but whether that would work or whether they keep building and building and building it's I don't know makeup works to a certain extent but do they really need it all the time I guess yeah interesting what do you think Russ yeah to be honest I fully agree with Mike to be honest Um, I think the makeup adds a a different dynamic and a a different texture to the live show I think it's befitting of sort of the cycle because the two albums are kind of linked in a way from Delirium into Black Anima, certainly with sort of the darkness and the heaviness. Um, But yeah, I agree. I would like to see them on the next album cycle kind of go back to traditional way of presentation. Again, it's not to say that, you know, I don't like the makeup. Me personally, I prefer them without it. Um, And my favorite eras are comalized with sort of the priest outfits and karma code with the, uh, the office attire, the infamous office attire. So um, no, I I would like to see them sort of change it up and go back more to a sort of a straight stripped down approach, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I take your point on both of it. I think, not that we've seen acoustic shows for a while, but it'd be weird seeing them sitting down at an acoustic show all sort of dressed up. And, and we've not even talked about the fact that Christina's, you know, worn wigs, you know, the kind of the black and white wigs that she worn a couple of times. Uh, and even for the 119 show, where she was sort of dressed up in various different sort of dresses, probably more dressed up than she ever has been before. Um, I kind of have a... I'm undecided about it. One of the things I like is the the whole idea of it's a performance and you're kind of getting into character, right? So I think one of the things, I think Marco mentioned this to me, and we may even have called this out on a podcast previously, is that I think there's a sense of freedom that they get when they're going out dressed up, you know, behind the mask. Um, I don't know how true that is, but I can imagine it could easily be. In the same way that, you know, the, the classic one is Slipknot, but there are a number of other bands that wear masks or wear lots of makeup to kind of hide who they are when they're out on stage, even though you know what they look like underneath. Um, it kind of presents a certain image, doesn't it? I take your point about evoking a certain style, and, you know, the, as you say, the album cycle, Delirium and Inter Black Anima, kind of link quite similar sort of strong themes, etc. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it if they... 
if they rock up with face paint for the next album cycle. I think I'll be okay with it, actually. I do think I'll be okay with it, uh, but I'm not wholly sure. It'd be interesting to see how it evolves, because as I say, it's for a band that's been around for as long as Lacuna Coal, it's interesting it's only in the last couple of years that they've chosen, chosen I should say, to... For some, in some cases, really strongly hide their presence behind these 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 masks of, of paint. Um, interesting. And what do you think about the? Um, I, I'm actually looking at the, the photo of Marco up on my wall from Delirium days, where of course they were wearing the um, not not quite the same, but they were wearing the sort of the, the fake um, straight jackets, weren't they, with all the sort of the white straps and so forth. What did you think of them? Did they add something to the music or to the presence on stage? I think they tie in well with the theme of the album for Delirium, certainly. Personally, I think that that's the the starting block for it that make, makes it work so much. I think mm. that, as we say, long term, I mean, you've got other bands like Forever, like we've mentioned, there's like Kiss would be the prime example. That yeah, of course. They've gone, they've done a tour with no makeup and they were more popular than ever. And then went back to the makeup, and when it's almost that they're hiding behind the mask to become more free, is that because they keep what's on stage and the personas there separate from the persona around what they're like off stage? Mm. Um, I think that's interesting as well. Whether they like to keep them both separate, and that's linked in with both the links to the album and the performances on stage. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Lacuna Coil have always done it. As I say, it's a no, new no, thing. of so course. They, they, yeah. I don't think they've got anything to prove per se, if you know what I mean. Or to hide either behind yeah. the face paint. So yeah, why right. why would they continually do it moving forward if they're doing it like next album after this? This would be like almost album three. If you're going to do it for album three like this, do you do it up to album five or however long they keep going with it, or do yeah. they strip it down into something more basic with the classic theme that? that they've had previously and stripped back down to basics or some other thing. Yeah, it's interesting. It's to say because it's not been their core. It's not like they've rocked up like that. I mean, like, uh, Russ, I know you're a big fan of Ghost, right? And, um, <laughs> you know, their stage presence has always been very, very powerful. There was, was the time that I saw them, you know, it was one of the first shows that I think they played in the UK. Mm. And um, yeah, it's very, very powerful imagery, right? Um and it's definitely part of their core image. I, I can't imagine them. They're probably, you'll probably tell me they've done it, and I've just not watched, not seen it. But I can't imagine ghosts rocking up like sans masks and costumes at all. That would no, be ghosts with, with the costumes, and that's what it is. I think part of the issue with Lacuna is that I think for certain people, I think it gets these big words now misconstrued as to what they're aiming for, because obviously we know that you know. The imagery, the outfits, the makeup is all tied into the theme of the album and a presentation to the performance on stage. If it's just sort of someone that's casual that isn't necessarily familiar with the band and then they just see them for the first time, I do get a lot of people have come across people that kind of like write it off and compare it to like, oh, they're just kind of taking a style that's similar to in this moment. And that's totally not what it is. And Mm. I think the downside is people completely misinterpret it and they sort of go off in a complete tangent and take it the wrong way. It's weird, isn't it? So it's, yeah, I think it's too strong a word to say it divides opinion, but I think it does create some confusion with some elements of certain genres of music. Yeah, I do wonder if, you know, there are some people that just like to complain about anything, don't they? 
True, true. I mean, if you go on Blabbermouth, obviously we all know, don't read comments. Yeah, yeah. But, Reddit, yeah. Twitter, let's not even talk about 4chan. So that's shit, just but, yeah, yeah. But I yeah. Mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's people love to have opinion about these things. In fact, what are we doing right now? We're having an opinion. We just mm-hmm. have an opinion about other people's mm. opinions. Whoa, meta. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, but but that being said, I think I do. I'm a really, really big fan of the the outfits that they wear currently on the Black Adam at all with the sort of the black sort of overalls with the crest tying back to the album. I think that looks great. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think I mean this this to me isn't there isn't any contention in my opinion, about them wearing different outfits to reinforce the music or the style of the music. You know, I, I don't think that's, for me, that's never been a problem. Um, and I love the fact they don't really take themselves too seriously as well. You know, you're rocking up in the middle of a, a, a show playing Naughty Christmas, wearing Christmas hats. You know, that's that's just lacuna call all over, right? In November. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, I, I do find it, I do find it interesting that, they've made the decision to not just do it for one album, but do it for two and actually make it part of the band, you know, the album imagery. And I do think that it'll be quite interesting to see whether they strip it back, you know, back to, not necessarily back to our roots, but back to the basics and in the next album where they don't have any makeup at all. Um, maybe it's a question we can ask them next time we, we get an interview with, um, with one of the band. And I wonder who's the main driving force. You know, is this a Christina thing? Is it a, a Mackie thing, Andrea? Who, who's the person that says, we must go out with our makeup on? Or is it just one of those things that's the organic decision that they all make? That I, reckon it, a... I reckon it was Wolfie. Yeah, it was Wolfie. Yeah, <laughs> definitely Wolfie. Yeah. Give me something to light. <laughs> yes, I, I love to reflect that red light off of your white, bald head. I can imagine him saying that, <laughs> Anything to make the job of the photographer just a little bit more difficult, says, says Wolfie. Yeah, great. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's something to discuss with them next time. We, uh, we manage to catch up with them, find out who, you know, where the decision came from and what, how that evolved into the imagery on the album and so on and so forth. Anyway, I did say about five minutes ago that we'd explored this topic enough, but we, clearly we haven't. There's much more to discuss, and we'd be really interested to know what other people think actually i might put something up on empty spiral or on twitter or facebook and just get people's views on it because i think it as you say russ it is potentially divisive but it's quite sometimes polarizing your audience it's a good thing because it encourages you know a bit of intellectual discussion doesn't it as long as it doesn't get Mm. nasty there you go all right there we go we'll probably return to this this conversation or this topic i should say one day in the future maybe when we've got a little bit of insight from the band themselves on it So, that brings us on to our review this week, and we are continuing to review the songs on Lacuna Corps' Black Anima, and we are now up to Now or Never. So, uh, Mike, do you want to sort of start us on Now or Never, please? What, what do you think of yes. Now or Never? Now or Never, well, bang. Um, it starts huge with almost, well, it starts with the eerie gramophone effect to start, leading into the big growls of uh, from Andy, which is a theme rolling forward in the song. If you like guitars, this is a song for you, because there's big guitars throughout, and 
as we we switch between the interplay between Andy and Christina. There's a Christina with the uh, the haunting vocals, I think, with the now or never part. Um, more growls throughout, of course, and there's a guitar solo in there that I really enjoy. Um, the other thing that I find strange, which I also equally love, is the Christina high part, which is the third verse, I won't surrender to a corrupted soul part, which I think is the best part of the song for me. Um, theme for the song, possibly losing control of a situation, but not being controlled by other people in that, and marching forwards. Um, and then at the very end, as it fades out with the gramophone again, it's very re- reminiscent to me of something that could could be on Comalize or even earlier. So it ties everything from new Lacuna Coal all the way back to old Lacuna Coal, all blended into one. Mm, wow. I'm getting a real positive vibe from you on this, Mike. Okay, yeah. thank you. What about you, Russ? Give me your thoughts on Now and Ever. <clears throat> yeah. I think Mike sort of summed it up really well there. Um, similarly, obviously, you notice it begins with that sort of understated synth that goes into sort of the record gramophone cracking, which creates sort of a, an eerie sort of, you know, old school atmosphere. You've got Andrea that then comes into the song with the heavy growl, the walk me out of hell. And immediately, you know, to use our frame, freight train to the face, it's, you know, it hits you really, really hard. I'd say it's probably one of Lacuna Coil's heaviest songs musically. It's got a super, super fast BPM or beats per minute. Um, there's lots of sort of stacko guitars in there creating sort of a, a technical effect. And I think, you know, Christina sort of with that vocal harmony really crashes through into that massive chorus. And I think that combined with sort of a lot of double bass on the drumming, it's not necessarily blast beats, but it's probably the closest Lacuna Coil have ever come to almost, I dare say, a tech metal song in terms of the musicality of it. Um, and it's right up there as, you know, one of their heaviest efforts, I think. Yeah, I mean, you guys are, you certainly summarised it very well. I, I was going to say, arguably the, the heaviest song on the album. I mean, it's easy mm-hmm. to get caught up in other things, but I think this is massively heavy. Um I mean, I'm not going to kind of repeat what you guys have said. I'm going to my own reflections, basically. I, I tend to agree with everything you've said. Or in fact, I do agree with everything you said in terms of your sort of discussion of the structure of it. Uh, I got some sort of commentary on the vocals. I think the music is... There's a lot going on in the music, and I think you've both said that. I do like the guitar solo, although it's a little short, but it, it, it captures it well. I like the way it kind of... It creates that connection. Um, way the way it, it's all into the, the bridge or it's all out of the bridge and into the chorus again. Um, I think the lyrics are relatively simple. Um, I think you're right, Mike, about what they mean, that kind of it's a loss of control and, and so on. I think my only negative about this, I like the music, okay? I do think it's a slightly different style than what we've heard before. I can't exactly frame it wide, but it, it, make, it, makes it, it feels a little kind of... Dark Adrenaline going into Broken Ground Halo kind of music. It's that kind of bridge between what we've seen most recently in Delirium and, and Black Anime and then some of the stuff pre that. So it sort of sits, straddles that space. Certainly I, there are elements that go all the way back to, to Comalize. Um But yeah, the thing I'm not a big fan of, I think the weakest part of this song is the vocals. And I don't mean that the way you think, because I think actually... I think this is some of the best Andy Growls we've seen for a long time. That, that opening verse, I think, is just brilliant, right? And, and 
he continues that, that power all the way through the song. I think what I'm saying here is uh, I'm not quite sure. I think they probably struggled to make Christina's vocals work in this song as well as they wanted to. Because there's a part of me that said this could almost have easily been 100% an Andrea song. I'd love to hear a version of it. Um, I, you know, I think it's great that she comes in for the chorus, but she's four lines, right? Okay. And then you've got Andrea comes back in for the fast. I'll be this on these to men, all this, and all that kind of stuff, which is great, really fast and powerful. And then you've got that bridge, and it's that bridge, you know, as you said, I won't spend it to a corrupted soul, and a bloody flag's be much in pain. Uh, there's no mercy for the innocent, that kind of stuff, that aggressive, really angry stuff. There's a part of me that wonders if they were struggling to find a place for Christina in this vocals. Because it just feels a little bit like a, an afterthought. And I didn't think I'd say that. But I was listening to it a few times a day and I couldn't, once I'd noticed it, I couldn't not unnotice it, as it were. Um, it's a minor thing. It is a minor thing. I like the song. I don't love the song. I think the the individual parts of the song are good. I don't think it's necessarily greater than the sum of its parts. It's a good song. I wouldn't go so far to say it's skippable, but give me another six months and I might be skipping it. Not because I don't like it, but because there are better songs on the album, in my opinion. Um, Mike, what are you going to give it in terms of uh, a rating? Mm, it's tough, because I think that as good as, it, as good as it is, there are other things coming up that... I've talked it down. No, no, on its own merits. Don't compare it to others. On its own merits. Come on, mate. Come on. Yes, yes. Don't let yes. me talk but, you down. No, you're not at all. I've, I would still give it a nine. Whoa. Boom. Mr. Dyer. Wow. Yes. Okay, a nine out of ten. That is a big number. What about you, Russ? What are you going to give it? Boom. I have to say, I pull the average down slightly. This is a solid seven for me. Seven out of ten. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm I'm a bit. Hmm, it's not a nine out of ten song for me. I like it. I don't like it that much. Uh, I would say that I'm probably going to agree with you, Russ. It was even going to be like a six and a half or a seven and a half or a seven. I'm going to go for the kind of where my head was. Go with the heart. I think it's a seven out of ten. It's a good song. I think there are elements to it that I that hold it back a little bit. I think the music is really heavy, and that's great. I think Andrea shines in this song. I think Christina's vocals are a little underused. I do like the um, the guitar work in this, and I do like that uh, that bridge that Christina puts in. It gives it another dimension. Um, but yeah, so we got a massive nine out of ten from Mike, one of your faves. I'm hoping, even though you're just going to mark everything else as ten. Uh, <laughs> and um, a seven out of ten from you, Russ. One final thing before we close this one down. Live, what do we think? Do you think we'll ever hear this one live? I'd be up there in a live. Mm, don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I think there's a good chance we will. I, I just, maybe it's too fast. I don't know. I think, but I could, I could see it. I could see it. What would you replace it with if? If you had to do that, no, replacing it, replacing anything with this one, just add more on, surely. Yeah, well, there could there could come a point where you drop one from the new album and uh, you put this in. Would you drop something from the new album? Would you drop something from a previous album? That's I the I possibly would, yes, only for the live thing, possibly. Yeah, interesting. House of Shame? Question mark? Or is that too much of a 
now becoming a classic Lacuna Core song that they wouldn't do it. I was thinking maybe swap Reckless out for it for some some shows and keep swapping it in and out. Yeah, Reckless is a single though, isn't it? Reckless and uh, Reckless mm. and uh, Layers of Time. I think we're going to see on the set list for a long time. It's just time. very pedestrian live Reckless to me. I like it, but it seems to just be very slow as it's going through. It is. This, it is compared yeah. to this certainly, but it does have those, yeah, yeah. Kind of, those very high vocals from Christina, doesn't it? Which I think. Yeah, draws attention. So, I think "Reckless" is very much a Christina vocal song, and this is more of an Andrea vocal song. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. All right, well, well, I guess we'll have to keep an eye out on the on the set list and see how it evolves over time. So, there we go. That is now or never. We're out of close this week on the Empty Spiral podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank Russ and Mike, as always, for taking the time out of your busy lives to join us here and wax lyrical about uh, Lacuna Coil. We don't thank each other enough for the, for doing this. Um, so, guys, I'm going to thank you right now. I couldn't make this happen without you, and that's why we don't always have a, a weekly podcast. It doesn't quite feel the same if it isn't all three of us um, discussing these things. So thank you so much. Forward for joining us on the podcast and making this come alive for everybody. Uh, I oh, really, really appreciate it. Um, and of course, thank you to all of our listeners um, for sticking with us over the years and uh, listening to the podcast. I hope you find this entertaining. I hope you don't spend too much time getting angry and disagreeing with what we have to say. Uh, and we. You know, we'd like to hear from you. Tell us what you think. Uh, give us a review on iTunes if you haven't done so already. Uh, reach out to us in the various social networks and talk to us about what content you'd like to see, what you like, what you don't like, whether you agree with our numbers, those kind of things. Let's, uh, let's keep the conversation going. Uh, and Until then, I'm going to go and order two new vinyls, thanks to Mr. Taylor. Cheers, mate. Uh, You're welcome. And explain why I've got so many vinyls to my bank manager not that they're a real thing anymore uh to the computer system that sees money draining out of my bank account uh, <laughs> like uh, another st- uh, storm has hit the uk um but yeah uh, i'm also going to listen to some looking coil so thanks guys uh any final words before we sign off listen to more looking coil yes indeed <laughs> all right cheers guys <laughs> thanks for joining us take care everybody. Guys, cheers everyone